Thanks for checking out the site. We're into more than law and politics around here. After my rant, keep listening, and I'll introduce one of our top 50 songs of all time. I'm Royal Oaks, and this is The Royal Oaks Show. Gun reform is going to happen when Americans trust the government. So here's the dirty little secret about gun control and reform of gun laws. We need to do more to keep guns out of the hands of violent, crazy, evil people and do more to get guns into the hands of law-abiding people. We need to close the gun show loophole. We need to get mental health information into databases that the government uses to say no to people who want to buy guns. But guess what? That's not going to happen because politicians are hardwired to lie to us and we figure that out so we don't trust them so we're not going to let them reform the laws. A Gallup poll says that in spite of strong opposition to the NRA by Hillary Clinton and President Obama, a majority of Americans, over 60%, support the NRA's positions. The reason they support the NRA is that they don't trust their leaders. Let's face it, not that many people are hardcore survivalists, kind of like another Michael Gross in those Tremors movies when you have a rec room full of elephant guns. They probably don't have guns at all, by and large. But when Americans hear the president say in secret at a San Francisco fundraiser where he didn't know he was being taped that Americans in flyover country cling to their religions and their guns, he is causing them to worry about a government knocking on their door and confiscating their guns. Maybe they're paranoid. Maybe they aren't. But that's how they feel. And that's the explanation for why people are against reasonable gun control reform. Let's face it, the gun show loophole needs to be changed. We need more mental health and more exchange of information about mental health. We need a lot of people locked up. We need to make sure that violent, crazy people never get anywhere near guns. But we can't do that because Americans don't trust their government to be reasonable when it comes to gun reform. And why don't people trust the government? Because the government has proven itself to be a liar. Take the example of Obamacare. You don't have to go any further than that. We know now, without question, that the campaign for Obamacare was built on a tissue of lies. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your policy, you can keep your policy. What could be more basic, more personal, more intimate to the welfare, the lives of Americans and their nearest and dearest family members than what happens to them when health tragedies strike? And yet the president looked the American public in the eye and he lied to them. Let's take a look at the laws when it comes to gun control. The U.S. Supreme Court in the Heller case back in 2008 and the McDonald case in 2010 said, yes, the Second Amendment does apply to all states, and the amendment covers ownership of guns by private citizens. California gun laws are among the most restrictive in the country. In order to buy a gun in California, you need a firearm safety certificate, which you get by passing a written test. Plus, handguns sold by dealers have to be on the list of approved models. All gun purchases have to be bought through a licensed dealer. All gun sales are recorded by the state. All gun sales have a 10-day waiting period. California bans the sale of some guns, semi-automatic guns that qualify as assault weapons, magazines that hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition, automatic weapons, and short-barreled shotguns. They're all banned in California. Now, you have national laws as well that come into play. The Federal Gun Control Act of 1968 prohibits the sale of guns to felons, illegal aliens, and certain other people. The Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act created an FBI system for instantly checking the backgrounds of potential gun buyers. The buyer goes to the retail outlet, the store enters your name and information in the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, and the check takes just a few minutes. The system is linked to several databases managed by the FBI, 
It runs names through federal and state criminal record databases. Now, the names of individuals can be added to the index of names maintained by this NCIC on the recommendations of psychiatrists, mental health institutions, and family members. And there are lots of reasons for denying the sale of guns. If you've been indicted or convicted of a felony, if you admit to being addicted to or or subject to controlled substances, if you were dishonorably discharged from the armed forces, if you were subject to a restraining order, and there are a bunch of other regulations as well. Now, this system started in 1998. Over 2 million background checks have been denied out of 118 million requests, about 2%. The use of this system is not required for the private sales of guns, which make up about 20% of all firearms transactions. Now, the Democrats have long supported a bill that would require background checks for all gun transactions, even private ones. This would extend background checks to purchases at gun shows and on the Internet. The current system can't force states to share all of their records with the database, especially ones regarding mental health. This lets some people with mental health issues legally buy guns. Shung Hui Choi, the shooter in the Virginia Tech massacre in 2007, had been declared mentally ill by a judge just two years before he murdered 32 people. But he went through a background check and he was cleared. Critics of the expansion of background checks say that people who would be denied the right to buy a gun, like felons, won't even bother to go to a dealer. Instead, they'll just go to the black market to buy guns. In the case of the Charleston shooter, Dylan Roof, there was a glitch in the background check system. During the three-day period, the FBI had to decide whether to okay the sale. The fact Roof had a criminal record involving drugs didn't pop up on the check because somebody listed the wrong county as the location of his criminal case. Because of this mistake, the person processed his gun application didn't see the files showing that he confessed to using drugs. He was sold a gun despite confessing to drug possession a month earlier because of a breakdown in the system. And that was a tragedy. Now, the system also consults medical records submitted by each state. These can show if somebody has been determined by a court or other lawful authority to be mentally defective or if they've been involuntarily committed to a mental institution. That would bar a sale. The catch is federal law doesn't require states to forward mental health records to the database, and some states are resistant, citing privacy laws. In addition to the federal background check, states can run their own checks, which can ask questions about local databases, but only 21 states choose to do that. California is one of them. Now, as to what it means to be determined as a mental defective, the issue is whether a court has determined that as a result of mental illness, a person is a danger to himself or others, that he lacks the mental capacity to manage his own affairs, or if he's been found insane by a court in a criminal case, or incompetent to stand trial, or not guilty by reason of lack of mental responsibility under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. A person is committed to a mental institution if he's been involuntarily committed by a court or other authority. This excludes voluntary commitment. So these are some of the law, the laws that come into play. But in terms of the politics of the situation, the problem is the left lies about the causes of gun violence because they know it's failed policies that they've been pushing that are the biggest contributors to crime. Now, If you ask liberal when somebody uses a gun to commit a crime, you find out it's all about the gun. It's not about the person holding the gun. They don't want to talk about that person. If they did, they'd have to talk about several things. For example, evil. Some people are evil. 
like the guy who shot up the TV reporter and cameraman recently. He was just flat out evil. He was a troublemaker. He was a hater. He had an anger management problem. He claimed everybody was out to get him. And he decided to kill the woman who wound up with his job after he was fired. So that's a cause right there. Evil, hatred, but the anti-gun left doesn't want to talk about that. And there's another cause. It's called poverty. Chicago is riddled with bullets. It's the murder capital of the world. It's because people turn to crime when they're mired in poverty. And why are they mired in poverty? Because the left guarantees government dependency generation after generation, preventing people from getting jobs. The left gets rid of the Clinton workfare rules that tied welfare to work because that threatened Democrat votes. And when you're mired in crime and you're mired in poverty, you turn to violence. Terrible education is another cause. People in awful neighborhoods would like to send their kids to good schools where the focus is on learning, not on attacking teachers, or you don't have drug deals in every hallway. But we say no to vouchers because the teachers' union doesn't like it. And finally, there's mental illness. There are crazy, violent people on the streets of every city in America. But do we do, we do anything about it? Do we lock them up? No. We've got to let these people be who they are. We don't want to be judgmental. We've got to spend money on government giveaway plans uh, to, to the point where we're broke and we literally can't afford the mental health treatment and facilities and locking up folks that we need to do to keep dangerous people off the streets. If you talk to the left about crazy people on the streets, you'll get a lecture about the First Amendment. You know, panhandling is a form of free speech. Why these poor schizophrenic people, they're entitled to express themselves. You don't have a right to be free from harassment, of course, from people urinating on your leg or abusive harassing people begging you for food. That's their right. It's not their God-given right, of course, because there's no God, but it is their right. So, what's the bottom line? The bottom line is that we need to change the public policies, and we need to stop lying to people when they feel as if they're not being lied to by the government. Then they won't resist reasonable changes like closing the gun show loophole, like expanding the use of mental health databases. That's the kind of thing that's going to make true progress against gun violence. Since we're now at the intersection of music and the Internet, no Top 50 list would be complete without an homage to Rick Rowling. Yes, Rick Astley, the diminutive guy with a huge voice, will occupy cyberspace forever with this 1987 song, a number one hit single in 25 countries, number 47 on our list, Never Gonna Give You Up. Never Gonna Give You Up.